Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to episode number four of Phantom Faction Podcast. Uh, I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And we have a special guest with us tonight. Our very first guest here on uh, the podcast, guys. What do you think of that? I think it's pretty cool. I do, too. And I hope she thinks it's cool, too. And this is uh, of many things to come now. So uh, we have Melissa joining us. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good, very good. We've told a little bit of your backstory uh, on your house in Clifford, Ontario. Which yes. was featured also on a on a television program. Yes. Yes, and uh, you look very good on television, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's more than I can say for Dan there. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a little bit of uh, background. Uh, maybe maybe John can start and tell us a little bit of the background on uh, how this all came to be. Um, Melissa, you reached out to ship. Yes. Yep. Sent them a, a on Kijiji. Is that how you got a hold of them? Um, I actually went to school with a, a member of SHIP oh, that had right. stepped away for a while, and I messaged him on Facebook, and he put me in contact with Tony. Okay, there we go. And uh, Tony sent me a picture when he went to your preliminary investigation just popped out, and then that's when I started getting some ideas of who was there, what was there, and uh, then it just turned into a full-blown investigation, and let's find out what we have and see if we can help. Yeah. So why don't we ask or get Melissa to tell us what prompted her to call a paranormal team to come in? Yeah, so we had sold a, a house in a town nearby and decided to rent a country property. And at first it was, you know, just some sounds and banging and knocking and, you know, footsteps and chalked it up to it's a new place, it's got new noises. But then things escalated from there to doors opening and closing feeling like people are watching you. And then we had some more serious things happen. Um, well, it started with we bought a bedroom set and put it together, took a picture, and it's a, a live photo on an iPhone. So it gives you a few seconds of live video with it. And we've seen a, like a giant orb come bounce across the bed and disappeared. And this is the master bedroom where things always feel funny. You, you kind of feel sick in that room. Mm. Um, you can get a headache, dizziness, you, you feel drained. Um, so we had tried sleeping in that room and I think um, first couple nights I maybe made it three, four hours and I left because that's how sick I felt. And my husband Joe stayed and he was uh, awakened. One night he yelled, I ran in to see and he said something grabbed him. I thought, what? <laughs> Turn on the light and we look at his leg and sure enough, there's like a, a handprint, fingers and all. Wow. It bruised right away on him. There wasn't some half-naked woman r- running out the window, <laughs> jumping out the window? Or anything? You're sure Not of this. that I see. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. That's so, a different podcast though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very scary incident. And then we actually moved a mattress from our spare room into the living room, started sleeping in there because I'm... Well, both of us are completely creeped out now. Um, 
then I have other things happen. And this this knocking is like someone's banging on the floor underneath you. It's that loud, and we'd start banging back. But then it gets <laughs> it gets more scary. Something is going that on. That was that was knocking coming from the basement, right? Yes. Right, yeah. and that was yeah. right underneath your living room. That's right, where you guys were sleeping on yep. the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I'm just wasn't there. Joe was telling me that Joe's your husband. Uh, he was telling me that you guys could hear someone running inside your closet. Yeah. Like I, it's a small closet yes. and there's coats in it, but it sounded like someone was like running on the spot inside the closet, right? Yeah. That yeah. that's how loud banging gets. You you feel like you hear voices and footsteps and there's there's doors opening and closing, but no one else is there. It's it's quite scary for when you don't know what's happening and and, and there was also the incident with the uh, holy water, right? You tell us uh, tell yeah. us about that little story there. Yes. So we're up at the campground for a weekend, and my my grandma's up there, and we're explaining what happened. And I thought she'd just shrug it off, but she kind of said, "Well, I've heard of things happening." And she's a member of the Catholic Church, and she says, "Well, actually, I've got some brand new holy water in the car, and it was just blessed by Father so and so." Why don't you take that and spread it around? It can't hurt anything. Well, that was wrong. <laughs> it, it made things so much worse. I, I took the holy water. I did what she said. I was sprinkling it around, mostly in the master bedroom, but I did the living room, kitchen, basement, and um, things got much worse from there. So I would say maybe a night or two later, I'm trying to sleep. Everyone else is sleeping. And I'm laying on my side and I have my blanket about to my elbow. I'm just watching TV. I have insomnia also, but then when you're terrified on top of that, <laughs> you really can't, can't sleep. So. Can't sleep and you're creeped out, so, right. which makes it even worse. So the blanket's about at my elbow and I watched it. It got pulled up and tucked under my chin. And wow. I was just like, oh, I just froze in fear because uh, I watched it happen. Wow. <laughs> and what did you do? Well, I tried to wake Joe, and I think he, he told me I must be in a dream. And I said, no, I haven't been asleep. Like, I can tell you everything that happened on the show I'm watching. I've not fallen asleep. So I don't think I slept a wink that night. Wow. Um, and then shortly after that, ship came up. <laughs> but didn't, with, when I get back to the holy water, didn't you put it somewhere on top of the fridge, and then you oh, came yes. back and... You found it in a in a very peculiar spot? Yeah. Okay, so when I was done sprinkling the holy water, I don't know why, I thought maybe Grandma wanted it back. It was like a decorative container, and right. I had put it on top of our fridge. Now, our garbage can is probably four or five, maybe six feet away, and it's under where a dishwasher used to be, so it's hard to get at. We are outside, and I happen to be talking to my grandma, and she's asking, how is everything since the holy water? We're talking about it. I come inside, and that is laying flat on top of our garbage can, the holy water container, and no one was inside. Wow. So it went from the top of the fridge to the top of the garbage can. Yep, laying so flat on top. It was almost like the spirit was telling you what he thought of your holy water. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. And the cupboard ordeal. Yeah, poor Joe was inside of the cupboard. <laughs> yes, poor Joe. Now, uh, in episode two, we talk a little bit of, about Melissa's house. And uh, we do mention that she was featured on Paranormal Survivor, uh, Season 4, Episode 2, uh, myself as well, and Tony. 
well, Tony wasn't interviewed, but he was portrayed as a, they had an actor come in and portray him. Yeah, um, young guy. Yeah, <laughs> a guy who's like 30 <laughs> years younger than him and not as good looking though, right? There but uh, Joe was actually able to capture one of the cupboards moving, opening on its own on his cell phone. And they, they included that in, in the TV show. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. So this would be the first time Joe was a home alone in the house. Until then, it had only been me and, you know, I'm going through most of this by myself until I went out for groceries and he was getting ready for work. So first time he's alone and he said he could hear banging like the cupboards banging in the kitchen. So he went out and looked and he seen the, the cupboard open and close and then he happened to take out his cell phone and he asked it to do it again and it did. And it, it scared him. You can see that the phone <laughs> yes. shakes. And he's yep. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, well, he was. We could hear it in his voice for sure from the recording. And he it was, was cool. white when yeah. I got home still. And really cool <laughs> about that video, if I think you can even see it on Paranormal Survivor. The orb. Can, you can actually see the spirit's energy travel across the screen, position by the door and open it. And that was really kind of neat. Yeah, it comes from the window and it goes right to the, the very cupboard that Joe is pretty much looking at. And uh, it opens right up, and poor Joe. <laughs> you guys say neat, I say creepy. Well, poor, poor, <laughs> poor Joe left the house real quick after that, and I don't he think did. he went back in until you got home, did he? <laughs> no, he so. didn't. He was outside no, waiting for and me. And you had some other things move in the house too, right? Like when Tony from Ship came up, oh. um, when yeah. you guys were outside talking and went back in, one of the chairs had slid across the floor. Yeah, I we think. had just got a new pub-style kitchen table and chairs, so it's quite heavy. Maybe Tony figured 20, 30 pound chair. And that's where he was sitting. We were chatting. We went outside to have a look at the shop and the barn and came back in and it was sitting right in front of the cupboard that had opened on the video. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was enough for so, Joe. <laughs> so this, this spirit had a, I mean, when John and I, well, yeah. mostly when John did his uh, remote viewing and checking the spirit out, um, we, we kind of figured out that the guy wasn't, uh, the spirit that was there, uh, he, it was a fairly new Yeah, new newer death, yeah. Yeah, like yep. within 20 years, we think. Yep. And uh, so somehow he figured out how to man manipulate uh, matter, I guess, and use his energy to move things around. And uh, it was cool that it was caught on tape. Remember I said cool, you said uh, <laughs> it scared the heck out of you. Creepy is cool. Yes. Creepy is cool. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I remember the first time I went up to the home, and that's the first time I met, I physically met you, John. That's right. Like, you yeah. and I had texted, like, back and forth for, like, a month before we even uh, met, I think. And in Melissa's living room, there's a, a nice sectional couch. And during our investigation, I went in to have a seat, and I noticed one of the sections had been pushed back a couple feet. And it wasn't like that before. And I was sitting in there earlier. And poor Joe when he, he was walking through the living room, I said, Joe, look at this. I said, uh, you know, something's moved the couch back. And he didn't even break his stride. And he just said, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's neat. And he yeah. just kept on walking. And I thought, oh, you poor bugger, yeah. you know. But uh, so he called in ship. Yes. And Tony came up and did his preliminary, had the chair move and caught. Uh, and that sealed it for him. And, yeah, yeah. And caught some EVPs, some electronic voice phenomena, I believe. Yes, lots. Yes. And then 
that's where John yeah so then into play I've started doing some uh, some remote viewing and I able to see this guy right off the bat and uh, he it was almost like he was trying to justify his presence there why he's there um, and he just started telling me a story and uh, he has no connection to the home whatsoever and he showed me an image of you two walking out of like a restaurant pub t style place yeah. and he was there and he just decided to tag along and that's how he got and then he realized he could get joe's number and you know get him scared concerned well yeah um it worked yeah <laughs> sure did. <laughs> yeah and see the thing this guy was a a small man in real life um five six 130 pounds tops yeah he wasn't a big guy yeah and he got picked on a lot and um don't think he ever had a, a committed long-term relationship and uh joe kind of represented for him someone who had what he didn't have piece of property he's got a wife and he's also a bigger guy and so now he realized here i'm kind of getting revenge on what happened to me Meanwhile, Joe has no connection to this. Joe never teased him, bothered him, what right. have you. That we know of. That we know. Well, that he won't admit to it. No, no. that's right. Exactly. What yeah. if there is a connection there? Yeah, we should check that out. I'm going to remote view that after. Just Joe, see. if you're going to listen to this podcast, were you a big bully in high school? <laughs> yeah. He I says he wasn't. So, no. He doesn't, seem to, he doesn't seem to be the type. But if you hear him scream when the cupboard door opens, he yeah, doesn't that's seem true. to the, you know. Thanks. So that, that was kind of the, the spirit's fascination. And then, as we've said in previous uh, pods, uh, fear feeds them, and so this guy was like Joe was like a buffet man. He yeah. was just getting, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poor and Joe was just giving him endless energy to. Uh, and I think Melissa was doing her fair share too, right? You know, it's yeah, really hard. You know, what, to Melissa, not you give were a you were ten times better than Joe was. Sorry, Joe, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you had yes. your moments, but yeah, yeah you had yeah. your moments, but uh, you're a lot tougher than your husband. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so when a intruder comes in the home for real. <laughs> okay, you're up to bat, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and so this spirit, like he like he told his whole story, uh, smoker, died of cancer, and he wanted to be there. And then he was actually negotiating, like, how he could stay and, you know, like, oh, I won't bother them anymore. And now, nah, you know what, you kind of blew it. And um, you could see his frustration when we had the investigation. So when he, like, kicked that box and, you know, the, and he was up your back, oh, you yeah. were saying, Dan, and he was... Yeah, so when, when we, when Tony... John and I finally went up to the house to do, uh, I guess, somewhat of a half-assed investigation, but it was more of a, a means to get rid of him, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, or to check him out. Um, they have a, Melissa has a really nice property. They got a, a nice bungalow. They've got a nice uh, barn in the back. And he, he kept going between the barn and the, and the home, trying to avoid us. And uh, we split up eventually. Just to, not to give him any yeah. any solace. Yeah. And uh, when I was alone in the barn, I could feel him all over my back. Like, I could just feel this weird energy at my back. And I said, hey, dude, like, get off me. Like, you're not allowed to touch me. Like, piss off. And I stayed in the barn for a couple minutes later after that. And I, I don't know, I get impatient real quick and bored. And I said, well, I'll go back and see what happens or what's going on in the house. And when I opened the side door, um, I guess it's like a mud room, yeah. kind of boot room, and you can see down into the basement. And there's poor Joe is at the bottom of the stairs, and Melissa's standing beside him, and Joe's just like beside himself, and he's like, D 
you know, like, it's like, I can't even like, and he's like, oh my God. He says, you should have been here 45 seconds ago. And I said, I said, what happened? He says, that thing, meaning the spirit, just kicked that box. And I came, I came down to the stairs and there was this big court cardboard box in, in the, the corner of the room. And it was a, it had a dehumidifier in it yep. at one time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And John was standing there with a big grin on his face saying, oh, that was really cool. <laughs> and because this guy had, uh, the spirit had gone over to this box and like soccer kicked it and got a huge rise out of Joe. <laughs> yep. And I figured he drained some energy off me. That's why it was down. all yeah. over my back kicked this box and Tony was in the, uh, the other room. He was in the, the furnace room and he caught, he didn't see it, but he caught the noise on his recorder. You can hear like the boom when, when he kicks, kicked the box. And, uh, that's when John started chasing him a little bit around the, yeah, the family he, room yeah. in the basement and the wood room and <laughs> outside. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny with the spirit, like he was so, I, I don't think he had any uh, understanding that I was going to get rid of him or move him on and he would he bragged and I asked and it was and I think I when I went there I kind of freaked Joe out because I told him what happened in that small room that he was down there with your son yeah and and he was just looking at me, his eyes and like how the hell do you know this right yeah. and the spirit bragged how they were in the room and he just started making noise on all the walls all the way around and then Joe says okay bye and right out of there <laughs> and he was just sort of like he was so proud that he was able to kind of be a bully for the first time in his life, and he had yeah, Joe's he thought, number. N- thought no one could do anything about it, right? Yeah, and and then when I began to, and he also just before we decided to sort of chase him out, he was sending Dan and I images of things that he had quarrels about. Oh, that's so right. That that oh. uh, air exchanger, right? The air purifier. That's not where, and that's nothing to do with Joe and Melissa. You guys just moved in. Yeah, we we figured that he was a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah, and, and like he a, didn't a handyman. He didn't like certain things about the home that Joe wasn't taking care of. Yeah, and then that was kind of his justification for what he's doing, which had nothing to do with anything. But that was in his world. Yeah, like the basement windows drove him nuts because of the the molding around them. Yeah, which and. I, and I'm telling him, Joe didn't put this up. Like, yeah. this is not his... But, his, but yeah. he figured he should have stepped up and fixed it all. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, he just moved in, and yeah. you're scaring the crap out of him. It's kind of hard to work a hammer when you, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so it, he was a really... Um, I think, in, you know what, when it's all said and done, this guy was a harmless individual in, in real life, and he just kind of got off track and as, a, as a spirit. He's lost. Um, he died, unfinished business, and you hear this all the time, and they don't really move on. And then all of a sudden, and he had a little bit of a crush on Melissa here and followed her and thought, I think ultimately, I really believe he thought if he could scare Joe off, that he was going to be with you. Somehow in his weird world, that's what he kind of, and so then Joe became part of the focus. You were in the beginning. And like when he tucked you with the blanket, that was actually him trying to be sweet. And meanwhile, that... that I heard that, but it scared me. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. If yeah. a guy's going to tuck you in, you want to see what he looks like first, right? Before you, you know, you didn't get that privilege. And you know what? Uh, I drew a picture. He wasn't a real cutie, but, um, and, and so then he just kind of, and it just exploded from there. When, and then when I first uh, remotely view the place and I chased them all over that property and there's so many places to go. And I remember when I went there physically, that loft up above in the barn. In the barn. And when I saw that, it kind of, cause it was actually what I saw in my, my head where I chased them. Wow. And that's what he was doing. So, like, you'd be doing your stuff out in the barn preparing for what you do. Yeah. And he'd hang out up there watching you. And then you go to the house, and he would truck in along there. And he even had that spot in the basement where the, 
the vents were, and he would bang on those. And oh, he, he showed sure me did, all yeah. the stuff. He showed he showed me everything, and it was just kind of like it was to him. Hey, it's cool. Look what I can do, man. He's just he was bragging, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't thinking of the consequences. Right? Yeah, he was kind of like giving me the rope because he didn't know he didn't know John was gonna be able to get rid of him. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a testy to get rid of him. I remember I, I remote viewed that place several times, and he kept just running and coming. And I thought I got rid of him, and he come back, and that's how we ended up doing the sage that day. Yes. And that's where it officially got him to, to move on. Um, and I actually did envision him in the living room because I uh, went back in to do that room a second time and, the, and the, the master bedroom where the majority of stuff was going on. And I actually envisioned him going into the light. And like I just kind of, it was almost like he just kind of like, okay, I give up and I, I'm, I'm done. And Odin, the, he even showed me something that happened on that property before you guys ever had it. The very last barn. And I, I videoed my um, uh, saging, and he told me, and he showed me a man abusing young cattle out there. Oh. And he wanted them to move, and he was, like, hitting them with a piece of wood. And I, you can hear me in, in my video saying, that doesn't matter. You have to leave. You have to move on. And that's my whole pro. I just, the whole, I went through every piece of that property, and you have to move on. And he kept trying to find ways, like, like these animals were abused, and, like, he'd never do it, but... You're dead. You're not here. And he just, but he had this thing that somehow he was going to become part of this family. He just, it was a really strange scenario. And knock on wood, how are we doing today? We're months and months and months away. Yes. Um, other than a few noises, um, I haven't seen anything and nothing's touched me. So then I'm okay with it. And only Joe is tucking you in. Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. You're we listening hope. to Phantom <laughs> Faction Podcast. Melissa from Clifford is our guest, sharing her experience of uh, some things that have happened in her home. It was also featured on a television show. Now, if you'd like to share your experience, uh, we're open to that, and you can do that uh, by emailing us, phantomfaction at outlook.com. And Melissa, has anything ever ever happened before this as a child have you experienced anything paranormal before good, good this? question no i honestly i don't think i ever believed in it and i probably would not to this day had this not happened to us uh, i will honestly say that i mean i watched it on tv and love it in the movies i can't even watch it now anything's scary <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it um until we moved here that was our very first experience and it was it was just so much more like than we have to talk about, but it was everything from brand new phones being completely drained, mm, yeah. lights flickering. I had my brother over. He had a brand new iPhone, and he's taking photos, and we go to look at them. Everything's solid white, and yeah, they go to yep. take a video. It would shut down. We go outside, and it's fine, but in the house, hmm. I, I don't know. They didn't want pictures or video. I hadn't heard that part. Yeah. yeah. That's new to me, too. Yeah, just so many different things. And then there was um, the night I had what I'll call a, a shadow figure, I guess. Just a, a a black shadow outline of a person that I watched run right across the middle of the bed as I'm trying to sleep. Mm. And I've never been so terrified in my life. Like It's it's a lot to wrap your head around it having is. not gone through it. And, and at first I didn't like talking about it because people will think you're crazy. Now, yep. since the show has aired, 
And you were just telling us uh, before we started the podcast how you had a friend from the East Coast call you or message you and say, oh my God, I just saw you yeah. on TV. Uh, <laughs> your story's out there. Yes. Have you had any strange reactions from family or friends or anybody? Or I d- Most people are supportive of it. I get the few like, oh, really? Did that really happen? And, right. you know, I just had to kind of explain, well, yes, it all happened. But as you know, with the TV show, some of it is a little over dramatic. Yeah, a little, uh, acting little part, bit of Hollywood thrown in there yeah. to, you know, to keep people interested, right? Yes, I screamed, but it wasn't bloody murder for two <laughs> no, minutes yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> no. But and, and you do, you start yelling at these spirits or these noises, whatever you want to call them. And, and when it's too scary to go to sleep. And you do start yelling, you know, just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know if that uh, there's a history at all of, of that property? Uh, any history looked into? Um, now I know, John, did you find any true history on the property? Um, no, the, the only thing, like, I'm going to say, and probably still there now, there was uh, three ladies also there. Yes, right. the, and, that, and the ones that I saw in the in the hallway yeah, there. And one of them lived in the house. And, and there's were older a band. ladies, like yep. seniors, right? Yep. And the other two, I believe, I, there's at least a sister, possibly two sisters, or a mm-hmm. sister and like a, a cousin. And they are there to support. Because this lady, when she died, it was a bad situation. And we don't need to go into her whole drama. But right. she, you know, it was an awful situation. She was alone. and But she was there because she liked a family being in the home and she hoped that the home would become for you guys what it wasn't for her right and so we never attempted to move her um because there was no threat there whatsoever she really mm-hmm. and technically she belongs there um but i didn't find anything else um i would go and as i told Dan, uh, you danny in the previous pods i'll just say okay who wants to speak and sometimes even if they don't speak you know there's something there Mm -hmm. and I'll get a it's a woman or it's a man and I got nothing except for these three ladies they were the only ones that were there and of course uh, this guy and he had a funny name Uh, you're the name man Uh, Raymond yeah yeah Raymond yeah and and, well that's what he told us it was but it was well we thought his name was like Rui yeah it was a Portuguese or uh, uh, an Italian name and he yeah because I guess growing up in rural Ontario I mean there's not a lot of Portuguese or whatever, and his name was Rui, kids probably would have made fun of him. That's right. And you're small, he couldn't yeah. defend himself. And, and, uh, yeah. But then we decided to call him Raymond, and he answered to it, yeah, or, he, or he responded to it. He seemed to like that better than and, his real uh, name, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask uh, Melissa, I mean, we would talk about the, the history of the area. Um, now, uh, Clifford, Ontario, uh, kind of goes back. There's old mills, there's old farms. Your house in particular, though, is not an old house. No. Um, we had sold the house and decided to rent this country property, and it's probably 35 years old. Right. Now, all we know is that the the man that built it lived there for most of the time until one year prior. Um, the new owner, and we thought there was only one renter. There was actually two in one year before we moved there. And the last guy was paid up three, four months rent in full and he didn't stay there so I figure something happened so something might have went to wrong to them also and, and he left stuff I'm talking dishes clothes mattresses right. boats tools boats a big boat out there <laughs> really? yeah like yeah, why wouldn't right. you come yeah, back for that 
Yeah. Something spooked him. So something, yeah. 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 And I think this is uh, my point is that so often people relate to ghosts or spirits uh, would haunt a house that's over 100 years old. And it's not always the case. Now, John, you said earlier that you felt that this spirit followed Melissa and her husband. Yeah. Um, and, you know, talking about the people that left quickly, um, I feel bad for them, but I'm going to suggest that whatever was tormenting them uh, is with them still. They, they wasn't left behind. Uh, this guy was a new addition to the property. I, I'm convinced. Like, he was so communicative. Like, I, he showed me everything. When he didn't talk, he showed pictures, and he like he showed everything. He would. Uh, what was really cool about this spirit? He actually um, early in the morning. You know, when you're just waking up and you're kind of you know just lying there. I'll get out of bed in a minute and make my coffee. And he would actually project things on the wall. And I would actually watch almost like a movie, mm-hmm. and that's why he showed me that air. Oh, the yeah, clean air filter. The clean air filter, right? and and, he, and other things. And he showed me them walking out of a uh, like a pub restaurant, and he just followed behind, and he just went with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I'm wondering? I'd be curious to find out uh, that property. There might be something to that that also makes it inviting to spirits. If the people before took off that quickly, but uh, on, on, unless unless the old lady that was there didn't like them and ran them off but I don't get any sense of that I don't get any sense of that at all no and she, she I'm I'm assuming it's her in the EVPs there there is a female voice and and I just find EVPs bizarre because I mean it, the tapes running the whole time and and I can hear us talking when we listen to them and then um, there was a, a lady's voice. She's so scared. And I thought, yes, yeah. yes, I am. Like, <laughs> you know, they sense that. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing that when you have, and Dan and Danny know all about it, but you, you can get EVPs and they're interjecting in a conversation you're having. And that's yeah. where people go, you know what, that's just nonsense. I don't know how you can say it's nonsense when you're talking about, for example, a fire, and then you get an EVP that says, yeah, put the fire out, or we put the fire out, yeah. or it was a big, like they're directly in part of the conversation. Yeah, and where would the voice come from? Because you can hear us talking. Like, I know I said that, and that's me on the tape, and And then then it comes up. Yeah. Was it a whisper, or was uh, it more? Some of them are whispered, and I, like, the one that was scariest to me is when we're, Tony and my husband and I are in the basement, and he's got his, what is the box called? Is it a spirit Spirit box? box? Oh, the spirit box. Yep. Yeah. So... He kind of said, you know, my name's Tony, what's your name? And re-listening to the EVP, it clearly says the devil. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's common. <laughs> yeah. Chill down my spine. Yep. Alpha reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. and right away when they do that, and I remember they used to do that with me when uh, they would say they were demons and stuff. Um, right away you get a reaction and they get, it's just like, here comes the buffet. I'm going to feed off the energy, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, there were hundreds, I think, of EVPs and, oh, there chasing were. you guys in the barn in the shop. Yeah, there were lots. And yeah. poor Tony got <gasps> told to F off Again. in the back corner of the, the barn, which he heard uh, as a disembodied voice as well, which was, uh, you know, rare for us. But Tony's got uh, these fantastic ears where he can hear um, the spirits talking to him a lot of the times. <laughs> and I think that uh, you call that clairaudient. Yes. There's an actual name for it. But, uh, yeah, poor Tony, he gets told to F off and get out and <laughs> bugger <laughs> off all the time. Yeah. So, and he hears it, right? So, um, okay. exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, and, Melissa, you didn't, when I was asking you questions about the 
what was going on, you also felt like something was following you, like be right beside you, right around you. Yes, like I, I swear my hair has moved, like something yeah. has run by yeah. me, or you can feel breathing on your neck and nobody's here. Yeah, yeah. I told Tony that this thing has touched her, and I could see him like taking his finger and it's touching your hair. You know, oh, don't, no, he's gone, he's gone, don't worry. She's, she's getting the heebie-jeebs in here yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. If you hear a door slam, we've lost Melissa, and, uh, but anyway, <laughs> you've got her story. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you're listening to uh, Phantom Faction Podcast, episode number four, uh, with uh, Danny, Dan, and John. And we have Melissa with us from Clifford. She's our guest sharing her experience. Melissa, there's other people out there that are listening to this podcast right now or previous podcasts that uh, have had similar problems. What would you suggest that they do? Yeah, well, the biggest thing for me with contacting SHIP was... First and foremost, they tell you you are not alone. Um, this does happen. They don't doubt anything you say, and they are there to help. I mean, all of them, all three of them have been wonderful. Everything from phone calls, texts, emails, coming out in person, they're just they are there to help you. And, you know, they help get rid of this bad spirit, and I'm forever grateful to them for this. Did you bring cookies? <laughs> No cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're out. <laughs> and the best thing, uh, you didn't pay a thing for a ship to come in. Absolutely free. The guys do this out of the kindness of their heart. It's their gas, their time. Mm-hmm. Everything was free. And yep. they are there to help, and they, they truly did a difference. I don't know that we would be living there today if it mm-hmm. wasn't for ship. So you have stayed there at the house. Yes. Yes. And we, and we did talk about that. You're you're doing okay. Yes, we are doing good. Yep. <laughs> if I don't see anything and nothing touches me, it's all good. And you're sleeping <laughs> in your bedroom? We are in our bedroom, yes. Yeah. No more mattress in the middle of the living room on the floor? No. Nope. <laughs> good for watching TV, but yeah. What sort of reaction did you get? Uh, from the TV show, you you commented you had some people uh, you know, email you, uh, even phone calls. What about the neighbors? What about? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I didn't hear anything from neighbors in particular. It's mostly Mennonites in the area. Okay. Um, but you know, my my parents work, and everybody and their sister knows there, and everybody watched and. Most of them thought it was pretty cool. Some just kind of say, well, you know, it, did Was that anybody happen? hesitant to come to your home after that, that you noticed? Well, you know, I have, um, okay, my, it's my husband's stepmother. For the longest time, she wouldn't come in the house. They come visit, she, we have to go outside. Because <laughs> oh, she felt like that. And my, my sister-in-law, when we were showing her around in the back bedroom, she got an automatic migraine. And yeah, she had yeah. to leave. Like some people, when the activity was high, they couldn't but take it. But not afterwards, though. Not after. Right. So far, it's been okay. And, and he also <laughs> said something to your son, too, didn't he? Um, yes. Yeah, my yeah. son slept on the couch when we were on the living room floor. because. Yeah. Um, and again, had he told me anything like this before I went through something, I just I probably wouldn't have believed him. But he said this, this black... Puff, I think he called it, like uh-huh. just a black puff, like and he a mist, said it. Mist. It had a voice, and it said, "You're not supposed to be here." And he didn't go in his room for the longest time, and that's that's a big deal to him. His Xbox is in there, you know. Mm-hmm. He didn't go in. He was yeah. terrified. Yeah. 
Um, but since since the cleansing, it all seems to be good. How long did it take him to go back in his room after we left? Um, after the cleansing? Yeah. Um, he went in probably a week or two after, whereas Joe and I, that very night, we went back in our room and because we automatically felt better. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. And joining us as a guest is uh, Melissa from Clifford. She shared her story with us uh, beforehand. And uh, now Melissa stays with us, and we're going to discuss uh, some of the things on how how things how you felt personally uh your your personal feelings and stuff and 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 what went on in the home uh that may have affected you and your family yeah definitely the the lack of sleep for everyone is an issue and gets to the point where you kind of feel as if you're walking on eggshells you're you're waiting Mm -hmm. for the next thing to to scare you you know the next door to slam Mm -hmm. were you were you first to experience? Yes. 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 <laughs> Did your husband believe you? At, at first it was it was noises and the doors and things and he kind of said it's it's a new place. It it just must be the house making noises. But within days he's hearing it all and then that was pretty close to moving in when he was attacked in bed there when, with the bruise that lasted so long. So then he was on board. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. And the children, uh, did it affect them at all? Yes. Well, we have uh, our daughter actually just moved out of the house before we moved there. So she didn't have to experience this. But we have uh, our son is almost 11. And he was on the couch for a long time, scared to sleep in his own room. And same thing when you're, you know, 10 years old and not sleeping it's affecting everything now. It's school. He's tired, mm-hmm. and you feel drained all the time. Yeah, everybody's short-tempered with everyone. <laughs> yeah, mirrors my house. Well, all things going on in my place. Yeah. Exhaustion, staying up really late, thinking, you know, if I stay awake, it won't bother me. And yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. That goes a lot of what I experienced. I want to hear the spatula story. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've, yes. I, have this, I haven't heard this spatula story either, so this is new for me as well. This was within within a couple of days of sprinkling around this holy water. My mom had come over to put some boxes in our shop, and so I had um, water boiling for spaghetti, which I turned down to number one, so there's no way it's doing anything in the three minutes it's going to take me to help her. And I had put a a plastic spatula down beside her fridge on the counter. It's a good maybe two feet from the burner. And I came back in, smelt something burning. It was sitting right on the burner on fire, the spatula. This this is all the stuff's happening after the holy water. Just everything got so much worse. It really ticked it off. Yeah, and the one thing I found with that spirit, um, I remember the folks from uh, Paranormal Survivor were asking me about the saging and what did I say when I was doing the burning. And they were really shocked that I didn't do anything religious. And I said, this spirit is completely non-religious and he couldn't care less. So if you invoke Jesus or whatever worked for you, he wouldn't have cared. And it was just, I kept saying, you're not welcome here. Uh, we only accept positive energy, negative energy is banished and that sort of thing. 
Um, but yeah, and so it just shows you how he reacted to the, you know, the holy water, and 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 uh, he, so he just, right. yeah, gives his little display of how I'm gonna react to that, right? Yeah, uh, it made him mad for sure. It's, yeah, it no seemed. doubt. <laughs> yeah, you know your belief system, like. You always see in the movies where they're like the power of Jesus compels yep. you, or you know, mm-hmm. or in the name of Christ, get out of this house or whatever. And you know, you wonder, uh, is there some some guy in China or India <laughs> or uh, Saudi Arabia that's doing the same thing as us, saying, you know, in the name of Buddha, yeah, like get out of here, or in the name of Vishnu or yep. or uh, the Prophet Muhammad, <laughs> you yep. know, and uh, it's like, hmm. I wonder if that would work, but it's it's all about uh, the intention, right? Exactly, and that's what yeah. a lot of psychic mediums keep telling me: it's your intention. Like you could say, by the power of Batman, get out of my house, because as long as you believe it, that's right, and it it works for you, and that's where you find your strength, then that's where it, it will work, right? And uh, I mean, sometimes you might say, you know, like you just said, John, there's no religious overtones or, no. or, or indications and it would surprise them. But uh, it, it does make you wonder about the afterlife for sure, right? Exactly, yeah. So yeah. like what, what really happens. And uh, I had one, uh, one psychic medium lady tell me, she says, and uh, she didn't say too much more about it, but she said a lot of people are going to be really surprised when they pass away because of whatever belief system they have now. Because hmm. she says it's not what they think it is. So, I mean, none of us will know until, (laughs) you know, I mean, we'll all find out eventually, but uh, hopefully not for a long time. But uh, it makes you think, right? No, it sure does. The uh, the whole incident, and we saw it on television, and uh, actually uh, saw it through Tony and and Ship. But the whole incident where the cupboard door opens. Uh, now, Joe experienced that. Is that correct, your husband? Yes. Right. So you weren't there when that happened. Right. But uh, you you see it happen on 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 his phone or or somebody's phone anyway. Yeah, you can actually go to the the ship. Yeah. Uh, Facebook page and, and it's on there, right? And you can click on the video and watch it. And it's very convincing. I mean, oh yes, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> He's terrified, <laughs> right? Uh, no, I mean even when we watch it now, uh, Ship did uh, at the Wellington County Museum put on a presentation, and uh, that was one of the clips that they showed the uh, sold out crowd there. We had uh, what over a hundred people mm-hmm. there and you should have heard the gasp when that cupboard door opened oh, yeah. <laughs> from yeah. the, the whole that crowd. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, we won the audience over in <laughs> seconds with uh, with that little video clip that Joe Oh, that's so rare. Right? That's so rare. Oh, yeah. that, right? it, it's because, so hard to capture anything yeah, on because video. Because it's on command too. Yeah. Right. Right. He says, well, you know, nobody believes me uh, so if you could open one of those cupboards for me that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And then you see this little shimmer of this orb come from the window, and it shoots across the, you know, shoots across the air and hits this certain cupboard, and then the cupboard opens up, and you know, and then poor Joe's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, uh, and it had already done it. Yes, and a it few already times. it had already and done then, it before, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was it was quite amazing that uh, Joe was able to capture that on film, and it did it on command. But, yeah. Uh, it shows you how much it wanted to get to him too. That's yeah. it had his number, and it knew that if it did it, that was just going to get hit, and it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
There'll be skeptics out there, though, that'll be saying, oh, there was a string on it. Yeah, and fishing stuff, wire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah but... Uh, That's fine. We know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. it's it's true. And, I mean, when you have Melissa in here, you you see how frightened she is or even talks about hair rising, you know, on her arms, uh, just talking about it sometimes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, does, it, does it bother you to this date? Are you... I mean, I know you said it's felt good lately that nothing much has happened, but does it bother you to think about it, talk about it today? Um, I'm talking about it because I figure there's going to be more people like our family out there. I was a skeptic. I didn't believe anything until it happened. And I just want everyone else to know, just as SHIP helped us, we're not alone. They do believe us, and they do help you with it to, to help the spirits move on. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest concern because if they didn't go, I think I would have moved. And I know Joe would have. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he might have followed you, though. Right? I'm convinced okay. he would have. Oh, yes. Yeah. He so. would have. <laughs> yeah. If we didn't meet you in Clifford, we would have met you in Hanover or wherever else you went to. See, and that's the thing, yeah. like, we, we're going to stress to, you know, some people who are listening that, you know, if there's something going on in your home, moving away might not help. Right? So if you if you really enjoy your home or you like where you're living – you know, call call a, a reputable paranormal team. Call a psychic medium. You know, there are there are ones out there that we could use, or other teams use, and they they think that they're reputable as well. And start there, because, I mean, these spirits are 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 people, right? They were once living, so it's like we keep saying, you know, if you're a good guy in life, you're probably a good guy in death, and if you're a bit of a dick in life, you're going to be a dick in death, right? Yep. So don't let the bullies push you out of your home. Right. It's your place, right? And potentially they could come with you. That's right. And yeah. you, you, the last thing you want to do is pack up all your stuff and sell your house or, or find another place to, to rent. And, and you get there and it's like, oh, great. Yeah, here we honey, go. I'm home. <laughs> yeah. 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 All the cupboards yeah. are moving here too, right? Or Well, I think the perfect example to, uh, you know, Hollywood certainly, but Amityville Horror, that whole story you know, the people that lived in there went through some crazy, crazy stuff, ended up moving out. The next people moved in and had nothing mm-hmm. happen to them whatsoever. So to me, it was probably the people that were haunted and not, uh, you know, not the house itself. That's yep. right. You know, yep. but uh, yeah. And, and, and too, I think it all depends if you go in there believing that things are going to happen and you open the door, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before, too, uh, and we'll just remind people that acknowledgement is empowerment, mm-hmm. right? And, I was, and during our little break, I was outside with Melissa, and I said, you know, I know it's hard. I mean, some of us can can handle it, you know, mm-hmm. like the three of us can handle it to a, a degree. I mm-hmm. mean, we've been tested, uh, <laughs> John and I have pretty, pretty well. But uh, if something happens, try and keep your wits about you. Don't, don't let it get to you, and uh, just try and carry on right right and then you know and then seek yep. some yep. semi-professional help right there's there's help out there and there's uh, there's free help out there that's too. right uh, a lot of people are thinking this is going to cost us big bucks you know it shouldn't cost you a penny that's right because that's bad karma for sure <laughs> right well that's like a firefighter coming to your house and saying well i'll put it out for 400 bucks all right because right? <laughs> if you have these skills and these you know, these uh, abilities and the equipment and everything else, you should be doing that uh, pro mm-hmm. bono for sure. 
Now, yeah. paranormal survivor who did the did the show uh, come to your place. You you were telling me that uh, they took hours and hours of footage. Yeah, we have about nine hours of tape between myself, my husband Joe, and Dan, and they chopped it into about a fifteen minute yeah, segment. Yeah, sixteen minutes. Yeah, my my two hours was about three <laughs> minutes. So, right, that's all right. So a lot of it ended up on the uh, cutting room floor, I guess. Right. Right. But uh, but all in all, interesting, you told your story. They did get somewhat, uh, some of the highlights, I guess. Yes. Um, and certainly told that there was uh, was a problem going on at that place. So all in all, it, it was a good thing to do. It, uh, it made people aware. Um, and, and to me, too, watching it, it's like, well, that's that's a new house. That's not like an old house, you know. Yeah, and it kind of kind of helps to get it off your chest, too. And it, it took a Definitely. while to, to wrap our heads around what happened and then listening to hundreds of EVPs. And, and mm-hmm. you can hear yourself talking. You know, it's it happened. It was live. And you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, because we can't we can't hear them. I, I know. I think you guys can. But I, I don't know how I would deal with that if I could hear them all the time. Well, we don't hear them all the time, but uh, yeah, right. No, one of our episodes we talked about that about turning it on and turning it That's off. Right. You know, turning your antenna off, right? Yeah, right. we need help with that. Yeah, we haven't figured that out yet. So. <laughs> yeah. that's, but that's, that's okay. A, that's a random thing right now. That's right. I was curious, Melissa. You guys, when uh, I was there before I stayed, you guys were avoiding certain places in the house. Are you guys still doing that, or are you starting to like? There was that cold room. Like, Joe couldn't believe that I went in there because he had... <laughs> and, and I've talked in the pods before. We mentioned about implanted thoughts. And I was talking to Joe about it, and I was going to go in there, and I told him, I'll sage this room, I'll have you. And he kept saying, I can't go in there because I think I'm going to get locked in. I can't get out. And I remember him telling me that. And I, that's the spirit putting that in his head. Really? Yeah. And and that's just an implanted thought. That's mm-hmm. what, I, what I call him. Are you guys using all those plays? Are you still kind of like... Uh, um. We are back in our own bedroom, and yep. things are fine, but we don't actually have anything in the basement now, so no one's really got a reason to go down. Okay. All right, I, so you're I not using the cold room. I find it a bit creepy, you know? Okay, all right. The whole basement, <laughs> we don't really go down. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And what all about right. the the barns, the sheds, uh, garage? Um, they do use the, the shop quite a bit for mm-hmm. their toys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tinking around with the drained. boys' toys. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that in episode two where uh, Joe's brand new battery on his ATV got completely drained Yeah, in like a matter of minutes or no time and, at all. And this spirit too was good at, because Dan and I both had this when we were working on it. He'd drain us. Remember we'd, when he'd, and he drained me in the beginning until I got a, a handle on how to deal with him. And you guys said you found that too. You're feeling just all of a sudden energy just drain. Yeah, exhaust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was really good at that, and that's how he'd manifest and do all the, the different things that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there uh, power lines or anything around your home? Like major power lines, I'm talking the big structures. And I don't no. think so. No, no just no. the one at the, the, no, just, along the just highway. The, just the regular yeah. Yeah. power right. lines, yeah. right? But not yeah. those big suckers that go for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not like that that farmhouse in Dufferin County. With yeah. the <laughs> that's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. But there's something about that property. I'd, I'd love to know, like, the history of it, what was there, because I still believe that the other people left were chased out by something. I am unequivocal that it wasn't the spirit that was harassing uh, Melissa and Joe, but there's something about that property that seems to attract them. 
Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you never, who knows, some of these areas, there's old cemeteries. Oh, for sure. You know, and it could be in one of the fields nearby. Or, bodies buried yeah. everywhere that you don't know about, right? That's right. Exactly. Right. You talk about portals where, you know, they can enter. Mm-hmm. And ley lines. Ley lines, yeah. Right. So uh, it's a good possibility, and uh, hopefully that is closed, I guess. So. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far, so good. So far, so yeah. good. That's right. Yeah. You're listening to uh, Phantom Faction Podcast. If uh, you want to share your story, just like Melissa is doing, uh, best way to get in touch with us is by dropping us an email. And uh, once again, we we keep you totally anonymous. Uh, we go by first names only. Uh, so uh, no worries about that. We just want to let you know that we're out there. We're listening. We don't think you're crazy. And uh, Melissa, we don't think you're crazy. That was part of the <laughs> first Tony's first visit, just to confirm that she's not right. And, yes. You know, we all waited. He te- he said, "No, they're normal. We can do that." So yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's part of the first investigation. Okay. Yeah. Was that a, a a real relief when when you started talking to these people and they weren't doubting you? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I said, they've been great from the start. Anything you need, they're a phone call, a text, an email away. They made several visits to the home. No cost to us, just to help us out. And I don't know where we'd be today without ship. Thank you, guys. <laughs> no problem. You're very welcome. No problem. All right. Yeah, not a problem. They have a Facebook site as well. Ship does. Yeah. Uh, ship Strange Happenings Investigators of the Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you'll see some of the same photos uh, on their page as, as the Phantom Faction as well. Because we are connected. That's and, right. And... Uh, I've, p- I've posted some some pretty decent stuff on there in in the past week, so if you're listening, go have a look. Everybody's on Facebook, so don't yeah, give, check out my orbs. Don't give me an excuse. <laughs> 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 yes, go go see the the pictures of John's house. Yeah, we'll we'll put up yeah. some more. John's house is a whole. Uh, well, it's not a whole a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's a, not whole a whole episode all to its own. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Yes. Yeah, we'll put some more pictures up there because there's always something, strange energies going on or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. You were our very first guest. And uh, And we lied about the appearance fee. My apologies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got the pod now, so that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we certainly appreciate you sharing your story uh, so bravely and uh, and talking about it. And uh, you're going to help a lot of other listeners as well, so... Exactly. I hope so, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of the podcast, mostly, right? That's right. Help people out. All right. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, John. And uh, thank you very much, Melissa, for dropping in. Thank you, Danny. All right. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.